0: Hello and welcome to Coffee and Catholics, a Catholic women's talk show podcast. I'm Stacy, one of your hosts, and with me I have.
1: Hi, I'm Alicia. I'm Annie. And
2: I'm Lauren.
0: Catholics, this week we're going to be talking a little bit about um, social, talking with our children about social justice teaching, and in particularly, in particularly <laughs> um, about transgenderism, and we have a guest with us today, we have uh, Nancy, and you might know her from Catholic Sprouts or the Domestic Church Project, and um, Nancy, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself before we get started on our conversation today? Sure. So,
3: I am Nancy from Catholic Sprouts. We have six kids. We live outside of Minneapolis. And for, let's see, almost five years, um, I've been recording the Catholic Sprouts podcast, which is a daily podcast for Catholic kids, because it is difficult to catechize our children uh, when life is happening. So, I needed help from a podcast, so I made it, and my kids listen to it every day. And so, it's just been really nice to hear from so many families out there that needed that help too, that I wasn't the only one that um, was failing to catechize in a good mood. So <laughs> it's
4: nice to have
3: a, and my recorded voice is always much like uh, more patient than my voice in real time with my kids. Okay, so. same. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, so that's kind of where things started and the Holy spirit, you know, when you give him, when you put them in the driver's seat, you sometimes end up at crazy places. So, we have started creating like um, liturgical studies for families based on uh, the, the different liturgical seasons and some. We always try to create things that are whole family and that can be parent-led in the home for formation of our kids because that kind of is the fundamental thing that we at Catholic Sprouts try to promote is just that parents be the primary educator of their children's faith. Mm-hmm. Parishes do great work too, but if the parents got to be involved. Mm-hmm. And so we've done lots of things. Um, but the new thing that we're really excited about that we've been working on for two years is our book called Catholic social teaching for youth. And it covers all 31 topics that the USCCB lay out. And we we gave this book an extra year to get a full imprimatur and Neil Olmstead from the Archdiocese of Minneapolis-St. Paul. Because I know, I mean, my oldest is 12. And I most certainly want something that I can trust to mm-hmm. teach them. And I don't necessarily right. want to like have to read the whole text and trust my own education to discern if it is trustworthy. I wanted that. Boom, stamp approval from the church. Okay, we're good to go. Pick it up and go. So, mm-hmm. so that's what had we have been pouring ourselves into the, for the past two years. And I am so excited because my oldest is 12. And it's like, you know, we got to take these issues head on, all mm-hmm. of them, yeah, even absolutely. the scary ones, mm-hmm. like transgenderism.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, and so your oldest is 12. And I kind of yeah. shared with you and I'll share with our listeners that my oldest is also 12 and, um, we homeschool, but we are involved in a lot of other groups that, um, we, you know, interact with kids that are in public school, private school, and, you know, are also homeschooled. And so, well, some, one of his friends, um, is kind of exploring, uh, you know, they're, is exploring how, how their identity and, yeah. um, there are some issues there where, um, they were wanting to be called the different pronouns than what their yeah. sex is, and so um, but it was getting really confusing because nobody knew what pronoun that yeah. this friend wanted to be called, and so they're all and but they were getting offended, and so it's been kind of so we've had to talk a little bit about this. And what was interesting is this happened, and then I, you contacted me, and then you sent the book, and I was like, oh, this is what I need. <laughs> so I was like, like this is exactly what I needed because. We talk about yeah. how God made you a, a certain way, and and that that's beautiful. But people can sometimes have confusion about that, and how mm-hmm. they feel about that. And we have to walk with them, and and still speak truth to them, but also acknowledge that they're hurting. And yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah,
3: exactly. And you know, so. Like um, what was really interesting is we pulled like so all that we have a kind of a large audience at Catholic Sprouts and yeah. so we sent out a survey and we were like hey here's like the maybe top ten like difficult moral topics we're like how confident do you feel um, knowing what's true on this you know so and like the people that we talk to you know they're like you guys you know they they take their faith seriously they know things really well so like a lot of people were like oh yeah I know that ten I'm a ten out of ten. But what was really interesting is after I sent that, I, I was like flooded with emails from people that were like, okay, I know what is true, but I don't have confidence that I can tell my children about this in a way with that will communicate charity right. for the mm-hmm. person.
4: Yes. And
3: I thought like that was really interesting. And that's like a really uh, I mean, I think like that's the problem. Like we all take in news enough, we all are serious enough about our faith where we know what is true. But how do you teach it with compassion, where it's not just like this hypothetical truth out in the world, but it's about that person that your your son knows. But anyway, so did you ultimately have a conversation with your son about
0: this? Well, yeah, And we've had some like similar conversations before then because my son is um, M4H, and so he also sure. but he likes to do things like sewing and cooking and things like that. So. I'm, Sometimes, like, he was, would get a little uncomfortable about, like, he was going to get made fun of for doing those things because those are girl things. or, or um, So we have a lot of conversations about how society will sometimes put gender on activities. But just because you like yeah. those activities doesn't make you those gender, that, that gender. I'm like, you're allowed to like different activities. But, right, just- sure. but that the things that we do don't necessarily dictate who we are. So we've had these conversations kind of building up to this, I guess, in a way. But, yeah, yeah it just kind of hit home real quick. And, you know, because I, I grew up, you know, speaking of theater, I grew up in the theater and working in theater. And I have a lot of friends there in this community. Mm-hmm. And um, but then when you're talking to your kid about it, it's like, I know, you know, I walk with my friends and, and they're still my friends. And they know that we have differing opinions and we still love each other or, you know, there for each other. But at the same time trying to get my kids to understand truth, this truth about themselves and their bodies, but also how to interact with other people in the world. And yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, definitely. You know, um, so with this, with the book, one Mm -hmm. of the, one of like the unexpected parts of the journey of writing this book is because we, we didn't want it to just be like catechism quotes because the, the truth of the matter is like, all of us that have internet access, we have the catechism at our fingertips. Mm -hmm. So we have all of the answers, you know, like what does the church teach on same-sex marriage? You know, you can find Mm -hmm. that answer really quickly. But um, I know from my own education as a kid, like um, a child needs, they need more. They need the truth and then they need it in context. And then they need to like get in touch with why this is a violation of God's beautiful plan. Like we always need to be like going back to the beautiful, like putting, Mm -hmm. setting, like Mm -hmm. fully painting the beautiful and then setting this by its side so that they can see it. And so one of the really interesting parts of this is like we, the first section in each of these 31 topics is like, this is the truth. And then we take on the lie in the next one. It's like, what are the lies Mm -hmm. the world tells us? And then we reinforce the truth. And so it was really interesting to, like, pull these lies out. Like, what is it? Because we're bombarded with them Mm -hmm. all the time. You know, and I feel like the transgender messaging is so strong right now. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's all about this, like, this quest to define myself. You know, Mm -hmm. like, no one can define me. I am me. And, like, I even change and I have control. Like, even my creator I am more in control of defining myself than he is, you know, and it's and and I'm sitting here as a 41 year old, like still with like identity crisis right. myself, you know, so it's not I'm not saying like this is their problem. This is like the human experience the human problem, problem yes. you know, and so it was really interesting to look at all of these because it's like you could look at everything like what is the lie that um, that that convinces people to be pro-choice. What is the lie right. that convinces, you know, people to mistreat workers, you know, all these things. It's it's always this like common wound that we all have. Mm-hmm. This hunger, you know, when you know, you could really simplify it and it's it's us, it's this disconnection from God and quest for God in the wrong direction. But it was, it was really interesting to just like dig like scratch away that stuff. And see, like, what what is the the wound that we all share? And so it was really interesting because you know transgender to me feels like perhaps the scariest of the yeah. topics mm-hmm. in this book, you know. And it also feels like something I'm trying very hard to keep at arm's length away from my kids. Like when we're, you know, uh, considering watching a new movie, we always are like scanning for weird gender things and things. But just to like dig beneath the surface and see that there's this this wound that like really is a commonality across all human beings that just kind of is is the seed that has grown into that was really it was was powerful for me. So
2: I think it's really cool what you're saying. I think this is a a different way of approaching this. I think it's unique and I think it's the most faithful way to approach it. What you're saying is um, there's a lot of us in them. Yeah, exactly. Um, And you're saying that's the opposite of what this is. This is we. This is a a human problem. This is germinating, like to use your seed analogy, in your Mm -hmm. life in a different way than it's coming up in mine. But I struggle Mm -hmm. too. What is the root of identity? What is the root of human identity? It's rooted in the creator. Like This is good, solid, scientific, classic logic and reasoning. Mm-hmm. And but unfortunately, in a lot of the Catholic media that is out there on this, there's a real um, distancing and a coldness in the mm-hmm. presentation. And I find that yours is warm mm-hmm. and oh, that's um, so great and cohesive. And I love that. I mean, that's just so we kind of feel like outsiders in the way that we have presented this because we presented like what you're saying. But that's mm-hmm. rare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's so lovely yeah. to like hear you say, this is a human issue. This is not Mm -hmm. you over here struggling with this weird gender thing. You and I are finding who we are. And what does that look like? And what does that mean? And let me accompany you. Let me struggle with Mm -hmm. you. Let me suffer with you through this struggle the way I'm suffering in my own struggles. Absolutely. Well,
3: and I would say that, that is the piece that is missing, the accompaniment, Mm -hmm. you know? And like the will, like this... You know, it's so frustrating, right? The word tolerance, which I think is like the word that has taken over, Um, just that I'm going to like, I'm going to tolerate same-sex marriage. I'm going to tolerate transgenderism. But that really is such the easy way out of these things that I'm just going to be like, okay, you do you. I'm not going to get messed up in your junk and I'm going to stay over here. Like, Mm -hmm. that's not love and that's not You know, and so like that is really the message, because what I like, what I hope my children will gather from this, of course, you know, I hope they discover God's beautiful plan, that there is a plan. But I also really hope that they are empowered to realize that when you stand before Jesus Christ in judgment, he's not going to just judge you on what you did and what you did, you know, like, oh, did you commit these sins that are laid out in this book? He's also going to hold you accountable for what you did not do.
4: Mm-hmm. Like
3: the people in your life, did you just let them wallow in sin? Or did you, were you brave enough to the people, you know, whose souls you are responsible to be caretakers for your friends, your cousins, your siblings? Like, were you brave enough to, to, to speak truth, you know, to go and rescue them from these things? Because I'm just, I mean, frankly, I'm just, I'm really tired of living in a world where we just let people wallow in sin. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm pointing a finger at myself at the same time because, you know, I mean, how many of us have dear friends that we love to death that have been living with some guy for endlessly, you know, and never gonna marry them? And I'm just like, when am I gonna get my act together and be like, this isn't God's plan for you? Mm-hmm. And you might hate me, but someone needs to tell you that. And as your friend from college for 20 years, it should probably be me. You know, it's just like, I just think it's, it's time to, to be brave. And it's a scary time to be brave because we don't live in Christendom anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, we're definitely on the minority to have a Christian worldview, but but anyway, I just, uh, you know, if things are ever going to change, we have to be brave and we have to be equipping our children for battle because really that's what we live in now.
0: We, re- we recently just had uh, made a, co- a comment in one of our previous podcasts um, that Jesus, you know, because one of the arguments you hear is how would Jesus act to treat this person mm and W J D And jesus would be loving with them I and mean, we see it in the bible jesus is dining with sinners seeking and them out and mm-hmm. seeking them out and, and going yeah. to, to find them mm-hmm. and not caring what the pharisees thought of him for have you know being with them and sh- breaking bread with them but he also told them don't do this anymore okay. right
1: yeah yeah and yeah I, I was just saying i i know that like you're talking like talking about this and i get this like pit in my stomach and i'm like Oh, crud. I'm, I'm not, I'm failing so much at this, like, you know, go, you know, like, you know, that's like, it's not so much just my kids. Like, I try and teach them, but what am I doing myself? Like, what am I doing in my own life of reaching out to those who aren't just in my own circle, you know? Yeah. And then yeah. I get that pit in my stomach and there's like chills. I'm like, oh man, I'm going to hell.
2: There's yeah. <laughs> that Catholic gift for you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. In well, over
4: here. well
3: I I think who was it was it Fulton Shane I mean he's like yeah I hope you can be motivated by heaven but if not at least be motivated by right. hell and I'm like well <laughs> one or the other right no and I mean I don't think I don't think the Lord really ever wants us to you know to have extreme anxiety or to and and you know okay like my mother whom I love to death, is out there telling everybody all this stuff <laughs> all the time on Facebook, in Facebook threads. And I'm like, that is not the way
2: you're going to do that right. either, you know. Can we say like, that louder for those Facebook in the back? <laughs> that is not the way. Right. Yeah. That is not the oh, way. Oh, my goodness. I know. I mean, I mean why
3: why the maybe on. there really are people that are convinced – to be pro-life by a crazy seven-year-old woman on <laughs> a Facebook thread. I don't know. Maybe, maybe <laughs> that's her ministry, I guess. But, but you know. Uh, anyway, I just think that's you know because it's hard for us for us to speak up on these mm-hmm. things, and the, the truth is, it's gonna be even harder for our kids the way things are trending. Mm-hmm. So. We gotta be brave. We gotta teach them to be brave, and we gotta show them how to be brave. Right? Yeah. yeah.
1: And I love how you say that. Teach you should not just teach them, but show them mm -hmm. how to be brave because it really is about having that confidence in Christ.
4: Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely.
1: And I wanted to go back to um, where you called this like we're talking about like the human problem, and I I just loved how you worded that. It's like this is Mm -hmm. the human problem. I wanted. um, I loved in uh, you were talking about how you kind of had set up the book. And each of them, mm-hmm. but my, one of my favorite um, sections in and there is your call to action that you have at the end. You have a, some discussion and you have, I mean, you didn't speak about this yet, but there's a talking about a, a different saint for each of these topics that follows along with that. I love that. Mm-hmm. But I loved in your call to action on the transgenderism section um, about uh, seek authentic discovery and that. You know, talking with your kids and, and talk with ourselves, like this is something that each of us needs to be, um, you know, taking a prayer and, mm-hmm. and that when we're struggling with our identity, struggling with all these things, that it's not us just trying to figure out it out on our own. It's that we are yeah. seeking our identity in Christ and through him. And I just uh-huh. thought that was beautiful how, um, like, how you put that in that, like, that these are our call, like, this is what we're called to do. These actions we're supposed to take, and first and foremost, is trust that Christ knows you better than you know yourself. And I just, yeah. I just love that.
3: Yeah, and you know, um, it, to, like, again, this was... Like a powerful thing for me because you think, okay, abortion, like call to action, go protest, write a letter to your sister. <laughs> I'm Like I'm not I'm not going to say those things aren't important. Like I am there with you, sister, holding that banner and write, signing that letter, 100%. But it's also like, you know, go into your quiet room and make sure your junk is in order to, mm-hmm. you know, make sure because on all of these issues, even if they feel really far flung you know, what's, what's interesting is that, like, like I said, there's this wound underneath all of them, like even terrorism. Like if you dig, 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 what is the wound here that makes mm-hmm. people do that? Ooh, like that feels some, like something I could be part of, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's like, if you're going to go out and be a missionary, you got to make sure that you are equipped, you mm-hmm. know? So let's equip ourselves and go out and do it. So, so one of my, um, so I love that you like the call to action. The part that I love of this book the most is, is probably because it was it came together really on its own. Is so the first section is truth. The second section is lies and how the truth mm-hmm. responds to that. The next one is um, Jesus, how Jesus mm-hmm. speaks truth. And so what was really interesting is like some of these sections Christ really spoke very directly yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, like the death penalty. Yeah, he was, uh, you know, he died at capital <laughs> offense. Right? Um, but there's other ones like transgenderism. Mm-hmm. This was not an issue when Jesus was alive. Mm-hmm. He did not encounter transgender people and he didn't speak about it. Mm-hmm. So like, how do we find something that Jesus says to this? And so, like, this this section actually took a tremendous amount of prayer. My editor and I, like, prayed very deeply about each of these, and it was really beautiful how, like, when you really think, okay, the wound really is this quest for identity, this, like, feeling like I don't have an identity, or maybe God got my identity wrong or Mm -hmm. something. And then, like, uh, one Sunday in Mass, it was the Zacchaeus reading, which is the story that we used here. And, like, Mm -hmm. what a powerful story about someone that the world was defining. Like, they had all these definitions for him. He was a tax collector. He was short. He was greedy and all these things. All these identities put on him. And that this, through a true encounter with Jesus Christ, he is, like, he receives his true identity as a son of Israel, as a son of God, you know, and his inheritance is set And I love Zacchaeus. He's one of my favorite characters in the Bible. But it just, like, it just is like, yes. Like, that doesn't look like the transgender Mm -hmm. issue in our world, but it is. Like, it's the same thing. And I just felt like that happened in this book over and over again. It's like, oh, did Jesus really talk about animal rights, you know? know, but like just seeing him ride into Jerusalem on a donkey and how that donkey was foretold and the dignity of that animal Mm is like, wow, he really spoke to that. And I don't know, you know, the gospels are just so rich. I just feel like there is so much truth in there, in these simple, and it's always with Jesus encountering Mm -hmm. someone, Mm -hmm. you know, with this encounter where someone is changed and it's always the person. So so that to me is like when I look through the book and page through it I just love the Jesus sections cuz there's so much truth there. Yeah, I was
1: reading so. through it and, and I saw that and and my thought I'm reading I was like, "Oh yeah, like, yeah that's a good connect That's 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 right cuz of the identity right. thing." And I never like when I read it, I was just like, "Oh yeah, that 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 totally plays in." But then when you, you as you say this and say how like, how much it took you to like, to try and figure it out. I'm like, oh, yeah, that would have been hard, but it really does, like, and, and, like, there's so many, like, so many, that's, like, how Jesus was, it was changing, it was uh, teaching them their identity founded in him, and, um, mm-hmm. Several of us, and I know many, 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 many other people are, are fans of The Chosen, and yes. I know like there's such a emphasis on that because that's what it is in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Like it's you yeah. know emphasis on this that these encounters is that the identity of these different people who have you know who have who like you know I think about um, uh, Mary, um, yeah, and her not Mary, Mother Jesus. <laughs> Mary Magdala, <laughs> and, and and how they they show her kind of going back, like these different things. But it's that there's this big thing in there about how she's changed. Like this is not her identity. That was who yeah. she was is not her identity. And um, like that is such a great point. And that so many of these stories we hear of the, these these um, depictions of these encounters of Christ in the Bible are him reaffirming their mm-hmm. identity as a child of God. And like, that is where they're at. And it's, you know, or like you know, Matthew, is, he's not, yes, he was a tax collector. He, we don't know, but that's not who he is. That was yeah. what he did, but that's not who he is. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I think I it's like interesting that. too, that when you look through the gospels and the encounters that Jesus had with people, when he is trying to speak to them about who they are, It's always in the lens of, it's not in a vacuum. And I think that's what we're seeing here with identity definitions today. Identity seems to have changed from something that is discovered in, within, and throughout your community and your relationship to other human beings, Mm, through service to other human beings, through the giftings and the charisms in your life. For much of human history, that was what identity was. It was wrapped Mm -hmm. into your family, into your History into your natural giftings and abilities, and 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 now it's it's the singular thing that has to do with what you feel and what your appetites are, and that is a departure from almost all schools of thought and psychology, theology, philosophy. It doesn't even make any sense, Mm -hmm. um, literally. (laughs) So. I think that this 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 project that you're doing, this way that you're using the accompaniment and the entire human family as a body together, discovering who Jesus says we are, not who we think we are individually, right. is a powerful antidote to this singularism yeah. that I'm yeah. that we're seeing.
3: Yeah, that is so interesting, isn't it? It's so it's baffling to think about like that in this generation we feel like we know better than a millennia that came before us you know Mm -hmm. that like it's it's startling you know that yeah like exactly what you said that human beings you know because we are social beings we discover who we are in relationship Mm -hmm. always that's always how it's been Mm -hmm. and now it's like no we're telling a teenager to go into a dark room with a phone and figure out who they are Mm-hmm. How could you ever possibly do that mm-hmm. in a healthy way? Mm-hmm. So,
0: it's it's quite troubling. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, so, since you and Annie talked a little bit about your favorite parts of the book, mine are the parts with the saints. The, okay. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I like the witness to truth, and then that section you pick a saint, and for transgenderism, it's Saint Joan of Arc, who is one of my saints. My name's Joan, so um, but I loved at the end of that little section how you said the incredible story of Saint Joan of Arc should remind us all that we are so much more than the way we dress or style our hair. Also, the opinions of others don't change our identity. Our true Mm -hmm. self can only be known and lived out through a relationship with Jesus. And I just and I love that because then also later on in your call to action. Talk about respecting your body and, you know, going back to like, I was growing up, I would be considered a tomboy. I, ha- I grew up with two brothers. You know, we went hunting and, you we know, did all the things where we were climbing trees and, and so, you know, sometimes the climbing would be in a dress, but a lot of times it was not. <laughs> and I'm covered in dirt and, you know, and it's just, I think it's important to the, the distinction that it's okay because the way you dress and the things that you do don't define who you are, mm-hmm. and yeah. I think that's also the way that you feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Another lie yeah. defines who you are. Yeah, feelings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: Exactly, and you know, Saint Joan of Arc has been held up by the transgender yes. community as mm-hmm. like a like the patron saint of mm-hmm. transgender, right?
4: Yeah.
3: And Every, every person is, de- deserves a patron. And I am most certain that St. Joan of Arc is on their you know, fighting for good in all mm-hmm. ways. But just the idea that she would ever think she was anything other than a woman
0: yeah. is
4: right.
3: just bizarre. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't think she ever was confused about who she was. Yeah. And so, I mean, because that's really my hope is, you know... Um, I just, I feel like a lot of people, the, the people that I know that are struggling with transgenderism that have even made the full transition,
4: mm-hmm.
3: just are, are, they're suffering with serious confusion. And that's mm-hmm. such a difficult and painful place to be. Yeah. And so, And a, and a
1: lot anyway. of time, there's a lot of, uh, been a lot of trauma, trauma. trauma.
4: Yeah, exactly. That hasn't
1: been um, addressed in a healthy way. In my experience... Um with loved ones who are have are having issues with or are dealing with this this same sort of confusion it's there's that it's there's that like standing and saying this is this is what I believe and this is the truth um and I'm not gonna compromise that-,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I understand like I see you mm-hmm. and I yeah. love you, and I'm here for you and walking with you but that doesn't mean I'm going to assist you or support you that way. I will support you as a person because that is what you deserve.
3: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And you know, um, so I've never been, uh, I know lots of people kind of in the secondary level that have done the transgender uh, thing. Um, But so for years, I was an inner city high school English teacher Mm -hmm. And I was the only teacher at a very small school where it was at a contract alternative, which is what we call it in Minnesota, but very rough. Most of the kids there were homeless or parents or whatever. And so since I was the only female teacher, when girls were pregnant, they would come to me and all of them, but one had an abortion while I was there. Uh, Only one listened to me when I was like, there's other ways I'll help you. Um, But... To me, like that was actually a really formative experience because like, obviously I wanted, I was willing to do anything to help Mm -hmm. them keep those babies, but they had their minds made up and really some of them were just in the most impossible situations. Not that that ever excuses it, but you know, just to be like, to know these people, to know Mm -hmm. them, to know their pain and to know like, this is a choice made out of pain. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that they're going to come back. Like, it doesn't mean I'm going to drive into the abortion clinic. And it doesn't mean when you come back on Monday, I'm going to high five you, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to hug you because I know that this is so painful,
4: Mm
3: -hmm. you know, and I'm, I'm going to try to persuade you another way until the very last moment. Right. But I mean, it's just, I, it's just, I just think like we always need to remember, like these are choices made out of pain Mm -hmm. And, you know and, and our God sees that pain and we all are making sinful choices out of pain I'm not gonna claim that I'm not yeah. but anyway it's it's so difficult it's so difficult and if we don't approach it with love then we really then the devil's one really exactly. yeah. so
2: more isolation so um,
3: oh these things are hard and heavy not, hard and heavy that's, that's, that's,
0: yeah, so I, one of the things that I feel like we said over and over again um, today was that anytime we're dealing with any of these types of issues or we're talk, trying to speak truth to people, we always have to come from it from the angle of love. Yeah. And um, that's first. And I loved um, one of the things that you said in here that um, while we need to be remain grounded in truth, um, we always have to, we can never forget the love and care for those who suffering comes first, basically. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah.
3: It's such a balance,
0: isn't it? Yeah. Because
3: it's like love, like, but what, and I just think it's, it's like, we really do need to keep that as our primary vocation mm-hmm. to be like, okay, love in this moment, love means for me to just hug and hug you and cry with you. Okay, in this moment, it means that I need to share the truth and like try to rescue you from lies that you believe. And so it's just this constant discernment. And it goes Mm -hmm. back to like what we were talking about before is that like we absolutely cannot do this without Jesus
4: Mm -hmm.
3: because he constantly needs to be helping us discern what is love in this moment? You know, is it is love to just to just accept a person and hug them is love to, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's so very changeable and the the only one that can navigate through that, I think.
0: Yes. I I think it's also important for us to remember that it's not our jobs to change people's hearts. We can plant seeds and we can be examples and we can tell the truth, but um, then we have to move out of the Holy Spirit's way.
3: Absolutely. That's such an important point. Yeah, and that's hard, especially when it's someone that you love. You know, yeah. I mean, like I have a little brother that I want to go in there and fix him, top to bottom. Oh, but I just need to,
4: like,
3: <laughs> I know I just need to be like, all right, it's he's that choice. Jesus loves him as much as he loves me. Mm-hmm. I've said what I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna back away. Right, maybe. maybe. So, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm gonna try for a while. Uh, anyway. Okay. What
4: well, and I think it's important, too, that we make sure that we have that right word, love, like you're talking about, making sure that we discern. Because I think the world, the way that the world is dealing with these issues of abortion of transgenderism, all of these different issues that, we're, that are so prevalent in our society right now, is like they're coming at it from what I think they think is love. Mm-hmm. They're looking at these women who are going through difficult situations, and they, most of them are very compassionate towards these women, yeah. you know? Yeah, people who are dealing with gender dysphoria and they're going, oh, you're suffering. Let me alleviate the suffering. And this is the way that I think that we ought to do that. And so I don't think that, you know, I think there, a lot of people are coming at these issues from a place of compassion, concern, Mm -hmm. and love for these people. But like you're talking about, like as Catholic Christians, we need to make sure that our love is rightly ordered Mm -hmm. towards a solution, towards a, a company that accompaniment with people who are going through these things, um, and, and, a, and a love that is directed by what Jesus tells us is, is correct to do, rather than maybe what the world is telling us to do.
3: Absolutely, and all of those things, like with abortion, with transgenderism, like speaking truth means that then we need to follow through and do the hard work
4: mm-hmm. yeah. with
3: them, you know, like, right. like that girl that I counseled and she did not have an abortion, it was like years of investment of my life right. then for that one child. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the same is true with transgender, like, you know, is it years of counseling? Is it, um, you know, like what is, is not just a quick fix. So mm-hmm. like that is, that is what true love is to walk through the hard times that will come afterwards, mm-hmm. not just the band aid. So and, and I think that I I really do feel like if we're going to really stand up and speak these things, we need to be willing to do the hard work yes, on the other man. end.
0: Yes. And so. And if yeah, we're talking that, about yeah. it,
3: like, I know
1: we've talked a lot about, like, with dealing with, like, friends of our kids and everything's, but also, like, helping with our kids understand their own identity, but when they're struggling, recognizing that they are struggling and that, like you said, there may be those years of counseling, those different things like that you need to walk with your kid through. And it may be that you need to be in counseling with your child
2: to mm-hmm.
1: better yep. the communication, understand your own um identity through yeah. Christ and to help them through whatever had experiences or whatever is going on at school, whatever's going, you know, all these different things that are playing into this crisis of mind that's going on. Yeah. And and not just saying, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to send you, you're going to go to counseling um, Mm -hmm. and they'll figure it out. But like, uh, you know, really taking that step and recognizing that this is not just a you issue. This is an us
3: issue. Yeah. And I'm, I'm willing to, investigate my own wounds
2: with you. Because I love
3: you. Gary.
4: Yeah. And
2: what did, maybe, is there something that we have done to contribute to some of this identity dysphoria? What, you know, I think Mm -hmm. that's what parents are afraid of. Mm -hmm. They're afraid Mm -hmm. to look in the mirror and say, is there something I need to do here? Or maybe I didn't do, you know, I'm not blaming that. I'm just saying that I think we have as parents, we need to be super vulnerable about this. Mm -hmm. And And on the other
1: side of the coin, not... Having that guilt of like yeah. right, it's not blood. about us. Right, it's mm-hmm.
2: about our yeah. child. That right. love and, looks yeah. out. And mm-hmm. that if it
1: is something from our own wounds, there's nothing to feel guilty about. Right, that. of course not. We all know. have wounds. Like yeah. like you said, this is a human problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, walk yeah, together,
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I can really get uh, yeah. fancy when I mean I'm a big fan of Dr. Bob Schutz. I don't know if you guys yes, have love read his him. books. Yeah. Like be healed, be transformed, Mm -hmm. all those books. And you know, he, a lot of times he talks about wounds and then like, you know, you can read it in one angle and be like, what are the wounds I've received from my parents? But I, I read one of his books one time through really thinking, what are the wounds I'm giving my children? Mm -hmm. And it was horrible. I had to stop because, because it's like, we don't have any control. And a lot of times something that isn't you know I can react and yell at my kid because this other terrible thing's happening that they don't know about and it can wound my child and so you know it's it's like exactly what you're saying being vulnerable it's not like it's not like we know the ways that we're wounding our child and it's just it's the Holy Spirit is the one mm-hmm. that's really taking over here because we're in perfect instruments for sure. Mm-hmm. So just being vulnerable to like, yep, Lord, I made mistakes. I'm entrusting them to you. Let's just,
0: you know, you 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 fill in the gaps because there's a lot. So Amen. Amen.
4: Beautiful. Well,
0: and so I want to thank you for coming and talking to us about this today. And we just talked about one topic, but in Nancy's book, there are 30 more. <laughs> so, um and um, it's all very well laid out, um, helping parents talk about these issues with their kids. And again, the book is uh, Catholic Social Teaching for Youth. And um, I, you know, it would be great if we could delve into the whole thing. But, you know, like it, there's a lot to. And so we just chose to pick this one for today. And, um, but we really appreciate you coming on and talking with us about this. Yeah, and our listeners
1: can look to our show notes. We'll link it in there. And and also, yeah. all, all of Nancy's. Uh, um, Different endeavors through Catholic Sprouts, her other podcast, Just One Small Thing, and the Domestic Church Project. We'll have those all
3: in our show notes awesome. for our listeners.
2: Thank you so awesome. much. Awesome. Great, We're great. Praying you. for you. And
3: yeah. And whether people get the book or not, I mean, the truth is out there. There's mm-hmm. many ways to access mm-hmm. it. I guess I'm just really on a mission to challenge parents to own these conversations. Yes. Yes. Like, be the one that. Be, if you if your child is in junior high and you have yet to have the sex talk, it is time. It is time. And um, you know, I think that is scary, but I think we kind of need to get over it and realize that like we're Catholic, We know that God has a beautiful plan for sex and marriage. It is not dirty. It is beautiful. Yeah. And we need to share that beauty with our children. Before they get out into the world and it's all like lust and blah, you know, like own it because Mm -hmm. we know what is true and they will not get this message anywhere else. And it is so Mm -hmm. important for their future happiness, for their future as parents, as spouses, that they get this message and they need to get it from you. Mm -hmm. So there's plenty of resources out there specifically on sex. All you have to do is get a book. Like I recently had the sex conversation with our 10 year old. Uh, I do the girls. My husband does the boys. And I literally just opened up the book and read and read. And she asked questions and I answered them. And it's awkward to say the words. Totally awkward. It's never going to be natural, but it needs to come from you. So there, that was my little soapbox speech at the end. (laughs) May may I ask uh, which book? you used (laughs) yeah so it's a series of books i think the first one is called the story of me the story of me which is supposed to be for like little little kids actually um and then the next one but that's a series if you look the story of me up on amazon you'll find them there's a whole series and they really encourage you to start young Mm -hmm. and it's just like to because um you know, like there's two ways to go with sex, right? You can go like Puritan, like, oh, it's dirty. yuck, Don't talk about it. Or you can go like Las Vegas. Like, you know, know, like, and I think like, we're so used to bouncing back and forth between those two that we forget, wait, there's truth and beauty Mm -hmm. right here in the middle. And that's where we should be, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just think like, let's own those conversations. And like, I also, you know, it's a balance. We don't want to take away a child's innocence, but I would rather introduce this to my child. And like when I told my daughter about it, she was like, "What? Why would you ever do that?" You know, like, right? I love that. That's where your mind is at. I love that. Um, but but it's super. It's important, you know, because I mean, we all re- were exposed to things happen, yeah. you know, and. And she will be despite my best efforts. And I just mm-hmm. wanted her to have that foundational piece. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how important it is because like just the other day we, there, we have a a girl that comes and helps out um, sometimes with childcare and she's pregnant and not married. And mm-hmm. she, our kids knew that. And, you know, like, my little ones are like, how is that possible when she doesn't
0: have a husband? And even my
3: 10-year-old, who I'd had the sex talks with, was like, how is that even possible? I'm like, well, we've talked about the sex act, and, like, that's how. But you can, and it, but it's amazing because she has that context, and I could be like, but you can see how that's not, that's not how God had wanted it to right, be.
4: Right.
3: Like, we're going to help her. Yes. She's going to be okay. She's going to have a beautiful baby but you can see how that's outside of what God wanted,
4: mm-hmm. you know? Harder. And so it's just
3: nice to have mm-hmm. that foundational piece. And then you can talk about yeah. real life people as you encounter them. Right. So
0: mm-hmm.
3: anyway, mm-hmm. not to go on a whole other tangent. <laughs> oh, we could talk all night. I'm <laughs> sure. Yeah. <of> it. So. <laughs> yeah I know. But this was such a joy. You guys have such a beautiful community and it's so fun to be part of it for a night. Thank you so so
1: much. We really love just getting to to speak with you, and I know that I'm a little bit fangirling. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: (laughs) I just thinking the same. They totally are. Like, so am I. Oh my goodness.
3: Well, meet people that know me in real life. They don't think I'm anything too special. So, (laughs) but I just love. I love communities of Catholic women. I love places where people aren't afraid to share what's deeply on their heart, and other women that are not afraid to challenge them when they've gone. A miss, so I just think it's so beautiful. I hope everybody has something like this, you know, a beautiful community. So it's been a joy.
2: That was wonderful. Well, thank, thank you, you so much thank for you. coming on and being with us. Yeah. We're all big fans. So it's exciting. Well, thank, thank you very, you much.
1: very thank much. much. Thank you. Yeah. Have a
2: good night. You <laughs> Thank you,
0: guys. And as always, thank you for joining us. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Join us again in two weeks. Until then, may God bless you, and may Mary accompany you. Coffee and Catholics is a proud partner of the Smart Catholics Podcast Network. Find new shows to love, meet like-minded Catholics, and join the community at smartcatholics.com.